one of the things that I, I really have to say at this point. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. Listen, my name is Malcolm Glowell. If you're Glowell? Yeah. If you're a busy, successful person like me, you know how important it is to stay current and well-informed by listening to as many podcasts as humanly possible. <laughs> the problem is, it just isn't enough. Hi. You feeling better or no? Or how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel good. Um... You know, sacrifices have been made, but I feel better as a whole person. Okay. <laughs> That's mysterious, but okay. I'm very mysterious. Yeah. Um, well, okay, yeah. I have a question right off the bat. Uh-huh. So the, yes. the recording that you played of Otis Black, Black, what is it, Blackman, Blackwell? Blackwell. Um, that's a recording of him singing a song like a demo of a song that he wrote before or after elvis like before or after like elvis times that's actually a recording all we know is that's the sound that's the only recording i could find of otis blackwell that that prior to elvis and him on his own performance okay okay in other words i went on the internet and i just you know googled it and stuff and yeah. came across yeah. that so that's that's his sound sounds kind of like a typical black blues singer sounds um, great yeah and and you know nothing uh i mean as you can hear nothing particularly elvis like nothing right. but my point know. is we don't know whether or not the Elvis sound came from Elvis or if it came from Otis? You're saying we don't know that. That's not, like, it's not proven what, where that came from. Yeah, that's a whole separate argument. There's a whole separate because the, study so, that has so to be that, done. Yeah. Where did so Elvis if, get it sound from? So, yeah, so if, 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 if the sound that they were, like, so they were showing, you know, a recording of Otis that sounded like Elvis, but we don't know if Elvis came up with that sound and then Otis wrote songs to like make it sound like Elvis, or if Otis came up with that sound by himself after he had his own, because you know, people change their sound. That's a thing. It's possible that Otis came up with that sound and then Elvis copied it. It's also possible that Elvis came up with that sound and then Otis wrote songs for Elvis in that sound. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm even, no, I'm being even more um, precise, I, I think, in that from from everything I understand, both from you know the show and from what out what I read about Otis Blackwell, uh-huh. he he did not have a recording career after he started you know writing songs that Elvis ended up recording. So he didn't have a recording career. The fact that he went out, I mean, presumably he went out and played music because he he was able to play, and he right. and he years years and years and years later he gets you know he's on David Letterman. And he's with a band, and they do a version of of uh, "Don't Be Cruel," which is his song that sounds almost identical to Elvis's recording. To infer from that 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 was the sound of the original demo that Elvis heard and went, "Oh, I think I'm gonna, I, I like that sound. I'm gonna, that's my sound now, and I'm gonna become that artist." Is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's it's 20 years later, and obviously. Otis Blackwell is extremely familiar with uh, Elvis's recording. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he would, you know, he would go, oh, you know, I, you know, let me, let me, let me uh, cover it the way people like it or the way but I think it's, it's, but it's you know, complicated he might, because he might have not had a recording career because he was black 
or he might have not had a recording career because he was having such success writing for Elvis and he he sort of adopted Elvis's sound or created Elvis's sound we don't know and then therefore Elvis was the one who became famous and then he couldn't like he couldn't just like make his own sound so we don't it's complicated racially but the, what the show is inferring is that Elvis sound was created by a black guy and because he was black he wasn't recognized for creating that sound which it, we don't know to be true yeah, he makes it, you know, it's funny, in the show he makes it like a little bit of a, uh, an aside about, um, 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 what's his name, who did uh, Tutti Frutti, um, uh, little, uh, what is it, Richard? Little Tutti Frutti is Little Richard, yeah. Yeah, okay, so wasn't it on that show that, that they interviewed, that, that, that there's a, talk, a brief section with Little Richard saying, uh, or maybe that's another reference from something else I was reading on the internet. I can't well, remember. They were, they were referencing um, a black woman singer uh, whose voice was, or whose sound was stolen by a white woman singer. And then the woman famously said that like, if I died, then she would have to die too because her career would die or something. <laughs> well, it was like, I, my career is, if she dies, my career is over because I'm her sound or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the bottom line was, uh, Richard, Little Richard at first had said that, you know, that so and so now we're talking about little richard yeah that that about boone about pat boone oh, stealing oh, oh. his sound his song because pat boone did tutti frutti and little richard said yeah now i don't get to do it and then he but later on he goes, was made famous by little richard no according to malcolm glowell gladwell not glowell uh it was made famous glowell. by pat boone well but, but, but tutti frutti if you th if you think of tutti frutti now you know it's little of richard. course Exactly. That's my point. Okay. So my point is that the idea that these that a white artist could have co-opted the sound of a black artist to the extent that the black artist now could not have a career because he would just be a copy of the white man is 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 is, is ridiculous. Okay. I don't know anything about anything. I don't know anything about anything. But the argument for Elvis feels a little bit like more sticky to me than the argument for Pat Boone just because of like the fact that we don't know like whether or not Elvis came up with that sound on his own. Okay. All right. Let, let's, let, I, I, I <laughs> okay. Here's I the mean, thing. I, 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 here's the thing. I hear what you're saying and it makes sense to me and I think it, 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 it deserves investigation 100%, but I also think it's racially charged and there's a lot of like complicated shit around it. And, and, you know, regardless of just pure argument, there is something to be said about, you know, white people stealing black people's music. And I'm not saying that that's ha that happened with Elvis, but it is, and, and, and they, and they did leave a lot of important information out that they could have had in. But I just think it's important to like remember, like that's where their argument's coming from. Whose argument, Malcolm's? Yeah, and, and his producers. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It, this is not from from what I can gather. This is not something coming from the black recording industry. Um, and and uh, yeah, it and is. Even, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, uh, no, does I don't. It doesn't doesn't um uh. Uh, Public Enemy talk about how they hate Elvis because they stole, he stole rock and roll from black people. Yeah, I, I think they hate Elvis for a whole different reason. That that 
that he is, you know, because he was so successful, because he was so, you know, he, you know, for a while there, he was like the only guy doing, you know, that, that he was supposedly, you know, uh, got away with the sound that black people can get away with, et cetera. But I don't, I don't think, I mean, that's, I think public, if, if, if public enemies, you know, uh, beating up on Elvis, he's doing it as much for his own personal view or his own, you know, I, I mean, I don't like Elvis. Okay. I, I'm not an Elvis fan. I, I grew, you know, you have to, you have to keep in mind that, um, uh, that, that I'm looking at this from the point of view of the music, not the politics. No, not I know, the, I know, I know. I, I, so, I think that's important. I'm, I just want to play devil's advocate and, and try so, and dig a little deeper here. So, I mean, look, if there was a guy out there that was, that had a certain sound, okay, that uh, <laughs> Elvis went ahead and co-opted and then became famous uh, while that guy was out there doing that sound as well, and uh-huh. basically took the guy's career, that would be one argument. Right. But, but as far as the world knows, Elvis was the first guy doing that sound. Okay. Well, a lot. That's a bad argument because the world is dumb. Well, the world is the world. It's just awareness, right? If you're if you're a white kid in you know in Middle America or whatever uh, in 1955, uh, and uh, you're not you're not listening to you know what would be considered underground black music it was you know it just didn't happen. It, didn't because it wasn't available because they didn't put it on the radio because everybody was racist. Yeah, the whole industry. I mean, this was still the era of, of segregation. I mean, for goodness sakes. This is I think that's the point right that they're making. No, no, but but no, that's not the right point then. The point that's about the music industry. It's not about Elvis. Okay. So it's it's the fact that well, Elvis part of the music industry. Sorry? He's part of the music industry. He became part of the music industry later. But no, when he was a young guy trying to record songs, he was looking for you know, he he had Certain look every every form of music is built on prior forms of music, right? That's the nature of of culture. It's the yes. nature of but the sound that we heard. Yes, but the sound that we heard, if the argument is correct, it sounds exactly the same. So that's, that's, wrong. Not, that's not. There's no evidence. It's no. It's bullshit. It's, there's no evidence. To, but there's no that. evidence to the. There's no evidence to the contrary either. Okay. Oh, can so, I can I just yeah. say okay, if if there was evidence to show that Elvis had no sound until he heard Otis Blackwell. Let's just say that that's true. Would you say that that it's a little fucked up if Elvis stole a sound of a guy who was black and, and he became famous off of that? Wouldn't you say that that's fucked up if, if it's true? Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, to the extent that he co-opted the guy and let's say uh, didn't help the guy's career and didn't, you know, didn't, you know, in fact, exploited him, then yes. So, I mean, the, the fucked upness is not whether he was successful with someone else's sound. I mean, you know, the, the Beatles covered black, you know, music and they did it, you know, and they had the Beatles sound doing twist and shout and, you know, and roll over Beethoven and things like that. And they reached an audience, and this was early on in their career. That was their whole sound at the very beginning, right? They, and this was very typical English English bands who were playing black music, but and and out of out of 
you know, love of the music and respect for it, and they were covering it. I mean, yeah. covering a song has never been considered to I'm be not, I have no problem with covers. I'm right. just saying their point is that it sounds exactly the same. That's not a cover. But, but yeah, they, they, they're saying that from something that makes no sense. That's it. That's my point. It's like it's it's like saying that you know. Uh, um, it only makes no sense if if there if it only makes no sense if there was evidence that that um, that Elvis had his own sound before before Otis Blackwell. Of course he it. did, and of course he did because. But how do you know that? Coming, because he was becoming successful. He was an up and coming star. He he had a big following already. He, he was, he, that was his biggest hit. the following but, before Otis was writing for him? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, that's not, we didn't, you didn't say that. I didn't know that. Oh, I, 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 thought you knew I that. don't know anything. I don't know any, I told you, I don't know anything. Yeah, I yeah, haven't, I I haven't studied this. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, was part, I was born in the nineties. <laughs> part of the point was that Elvis being an up and coming star in the industry, it was like, okay, he could co-opt the guy. You know, the, the screwiest, most fucked up thing about it is that he got a co-writing credit for a song he didn't write. And, okay, so uh, maybe that's is, the separate argument. Which is, you know, something done in the industry. I mean, Led Zeppelin did that to, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Willie Dixon on Baby, you, uh, Baby Gotta, uh, Maybe I Gotta Leave You. I can't remember the, the exact title. Fantastic song. And they just covered it. Great version. And they put their name on it, and they, they took part of the royalties. Yeah, that's um, fucked up. Yeah, it's totally fucked up. You know, and you know, so Jimmy Page. So fucked up shit is happening. They're just attributing it to this thing where potentially no fucked up shit happened. Well, the real, the real, if I understand it correctly, the whole Pat Boone defense uh, that Pat, Pat Boone, Boone thing separate. To me. Well, they, they, that's the whole reason for the Elvis thing, wasn't an Elvis? Oh, because they're saying that Pat Boone's sound is different, and therefore he's not stealing, and therefore he's cool, which you know is a stupid argument. And that that Pat Elvis, is not cool. if, if anything, was uncool because he really did co-opt it. Whereas Pat Boone did the white version, did yeah, the vanilla it's, version. It's a really no cute. It's a really cute, easy way to to be cool in the time by saying that. Yeah. So, you know, but it's not backed up is, by anything, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't know anything, but I, yeah. The strange, the strange thing is when, when, you know, he was asking the question of the guy who was, who was, was the director of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for, you know, uh, many years and yeah. asked him why he never got, you know, why he never got even on the ballot. Uh, and, and, he, and the guy what was did saying, he say? well, I don't remember. Well, the guy said, well, you know, nobody nobody would even imagine that he should be on the ballot. Now, Malcolm, not knowing anything about rock and roll, because he didn't grow up in rock and roll, and, and he knows it from, you know, from a whole different perspective. What do you mean he didn't grow up in rock and roll? He's, what is he? He's in his 40s. Yeah, but he he can learn. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, but it's, it's a cultural thing. That if you were around at the time of, of Pat Boone, and He's fifty-five. Sorry. He's fifty-five. He's fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, he was born in sixty-three. Okay, so he's a year younger than Sylvie. So he's like he's like you know late rock and roll. Okay, so, so Sylvie knows nothing about rock and roll. Not that era. No. Okay. No, nothing. Nothing related to Elvis and Pat. I mean, she can appreciate the music and like it or not like it, just as pure music. Do but you know things about rock and roll? Huh? 
What year are you born? 53? Yeah. So, okay. so, okay. So in the, in, in Elvis was already old. That, that's, that's part of my point I'm going to get to. So okay. when, when rock and roll was, you know, coming to its, you know, its, its, its strongest moments, is, which was, you know, the, the, the early 60s, you know, basically the 60s, uh-huh. right? Um, then then uh, uh, guys like Pat Boone, even Elvis had been around a while. And Elvis had, you know, for all we could tell, had sort of, you know, developed this sound, right? And it was, it, he made the sound, okay, that, that you know, he, there, and there were a lot of white guys making this certain kind of a sound. Okay, so we're talking about um, um, B- Billy Holly. We're talking about the Big Bopper. Talking about uh, um, um, what's his name, uh, piano player, Great Balls of Fire. Who, Billy who, which Holly. Is a, huh? Billy Holly. Buddy Holly. Oh, Buddy, Buddy Holly. Holly. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Holly and um, the, the, uh, Gene Vincent and um, uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, the guy who did Great Balls of Fire, which was in fact a a Blackwell song, we I learned. Um, and so those guys were all like, you know, this kind of hillbilly. Uh, I guess Jerry a little Lee bit Lewis? of Black Twain, huh? Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. So these heard. guys were these guys were making that sound. And uh-huh. Pat Boone was Pat Boone was like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, he's doing bad. those same songs. <laughs> it was like he was like out of a whole different generation yeah. doing these songs and go and and you know and was enormously successful with a, with an audience that in my generation we would not say those are rockers okay those mm-hmm. were like pop pop people mm-hmm. people who wanted pop music you know mm-hmm. um and that's not rock and roll that's part of rock and roll especially in that you know, in, in its early forms, with sort of anti-establishment attitude. You know, so that's day. the reason why he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sorry? Is that your point? So, so no. To any, so my point is that to anybody in my generation, you would hear Pat Boone and you would go, "Oh my God!" You know, it's just such a pathetic cover. It's so, <laughs> you know, it's horrible. I mean. His his covers, you know, they were listening to his. Um, yeah, I don't in know. A, in, a, really in a metal in a mood. Metal mood. Yeah, those are terrible. Horrible. horrible. Why do they like them? Exactly. No, but like so, seriously, what, what 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 was the point of that? Why did they like that? You know, I have to almost think it's like they like it in a in a goofing kind of. Well, because the music the music is good, because it's the music. Like the actual the music, good. but you know, if, they, if you were li- to listen to it by itself, it's kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could take it apart intellectually and say, "Wow, you got to have a lot of chutzpah getting to the new episode." Oh, I haven't listened have yet. Of... I thought you said you listened. Oh, you didn't listen. Oh, no, you I never really of... listened. You got to have a lot of chutzpah, not chutzpah. Uh, you'll know that when you hear the new episode because it's well, maybe the whole I'll argument. To, I'll listen to it after we get off. There's two kinds of chutzpah. There's chutzpah and chutz, chutzpah. 
which is the Israeli. Well, is not is not Jewish, right? No, but he just loves Jews, and he's yeah, just he seems, with... he seems very Jewish. He lives in New York. He's basically a Jew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, he this this show is basically a, about Jews. Yeah, he's um, hilarious. I know he has a lot and, of Jewish friends. And um, so so yeah. One of the things that I, I really have to say at this point. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Listen, my name is Malcolm Glowell. If you're Glowell. Yeah. If you're a busy, successful person like me, you know how important it is to stay current and well informed by listening to as many podcasts as humanly possible. <laughs> the problem is there just isn't enough time in the day. And speakers on podcasts, they just talk too darn slowly. That's where podcast comes in. With podcasts, a new app for Pushkin Industries, you can listen to your favorite podcast at three or four times normal speed. That's a measly two times available on iPhone. Imagine listening to four times the number of podcasts in the time you are spending now. Think of how much smarter and well-informed you'll be. And podcast includes our patented Toss the Gloss feature. With Toss the Gloss, we remove all those unnecessary and time-consuming articles, conjunctions, and prepositions. You get the meat of the podcast, not the gloss. Or, as you'll soon be hearing, you get meat podcasts, not blocks. Order podcasts now and receive a free 12-month subscription to my free podcast, What Me Worry, The Wit and Wisdom of Alfred E. Newman. Podcast. It's speed reading for your ears. Sorry, Tim, I just had to say that. That was something I, on my mind. Can I try to do it faster? <laughs> sure. Hi, this is Malcolm Glowell. If you're a busy, successful person like me, you know how important it is to stay curt and well-informed listening to many podcasts as humanly possible. The problem is that there isn't just enough time to speakers and podcasts just to start on slowly. Uh, that's why the PodFast comes first. With PodFast, a new app from Pushkin Industries, you can listen to your favorite podcast at three and four times the normal speed. Now the measly two times available on iPhones. <laughs> Imagine listening to four times the number of podcasts in the time that you're spending now. Think of the smarter and well-informed you could be. Just imagine listening to this. My name is Malcolm Glowell, and you're listening to Revisionist History, a podcast about revisiting the past. The podcast includes patented Toss the Floss feature. The Toss the Floss feature will remove all unnecessary time-consuming articles, conjunctions, and prepositions. You must get the meat of the pocket, not the clock. Order podcast now and receive a 12-month subscription in the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> it's, pure, it's speed reading for your ears. Fuck, that was hard. <laughs> that was good. That was impressive. Okay. I mean, okay. I, ha- I, have a, I have a reading disability, so that was pretty good. You do have a reading disability? No, Alex no. does, but... I, <laughs> I have a <laughs> You're stealing, you're stealing other I'm people's stealing people. Alex's life. Um, well, I have a reading comprehension issue, so I didn't, I didn't retain any of that, but I did read it. <laughs> oh my God. That was so, good. Yeah, you should listen to Hoots for Hootsbow because that, that's a pretty good one. All right, I'll listen and then we can talk, but are you going to bed soon? No, it's only uh, quarter to eight. Oh, it's early. It's dinner time. Uh, it's not dinner time. We're in Spain, baby. Okay, it's lunch time. <laughs> yes, it's like uh, probably time for a drink, a drinky. Book. Have you ever re- have you ever recorded any uh, any Spain stuff? Any Spain stuff? For your Spain thing? You mean me talking about Spain? Yes. Yeah, no, I gotta do that. Well, you don't gotta. Yeah, I just, I'm just curious. Well, I did that first one, and 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 I thought, yeah, this sounds a bit like uh, whiny, and um, so I have to like 
change it so it's not whiny. I think when you write stuff and you record and you record yourself like having written something, it's better. Mm-hmm. I also think that when you um, when you rant about something very very tiny that's not sounding pretentious, it's really funny. Yeah. That's what I so like, so like when you rant when you ranted just now it was it was okay because I was here to call you out even though you I'm convinced and you're right and whatever blah 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 but but um but yeah I think if you ranted about something that was not pretentious like uh like when you were ranting about Ken uh who uh, answers the phone and says hold on <laughs> that shit's funny Sorry, he doesn't answer the phone he calls you yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, calls you exactly. <laughs> no, if I answered the phone and said, "Call, hold on," it'd be perfect. But no, calling you. And Sorry, yeah, that's you. the best. That's so classic. It's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe I just make a list of those things and and uh, do one episode on that. But I guess they they require each one requires a build up. So it'd be like five minute things, maybe. Something yeah, like I, think, I think it's funny. Try to keep it to five minutes. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I'll try to do it. Um, well, if I can listen to chutzpah in time and we can talk again. Yeah, we're actually, it, it's, it's not going to be for a week because uh, we leave tomorrow with Jose and Maite to go to do the Camino Santiago. Well, and then I go to Burning Man, so. And then after that, when is what day you go to Burning Man? I fly into Reno on Saturday the twenty fourth, and then yeah. I'm I'm there until the third of September. Oh, awesome! So yeah, so it's going to be like more than two weeks because. Uh, well, do you have time if I listen to it right now? Uh yeah, um, I'm packing and stuff, and then I'll take a break after. Yeah, okay. okay. Okay, let me listen to it now, and then I'll send you this recording right now. All right, love you. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.